Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, so now I get to be the buzzkill. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Pucko! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! again. And welcome to the 365th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and let's go introduce our co-host. We have, of course, the lovely, fluffiest Whimsicott. Who is so overwhelmed with joy at how cute everything is this week. Yes, and then we've got the mighty Lord Jushiro. Cuteness overlord. Wherever you look, you're just going to die of adorableness. Yes, and uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast, the podcast where we talk everything Pokemon, from the trading card game, to the video game, to the adorable, to uh, Let's Go Pikachu, and Let's Go Eevee. Uh, Of course, though, welcome to the show if you're new, welcome back if you're old. We're happy to have you guys here this week, especially for this episode, where we get to dive into a fresh Pokemon game. But before that, let's just let's just like round up and talk about how we are. But I mean, I could ask you guys what you've been up to, but I know the answer. Yeah, pretty self-evident. Yeah, I know the answer. But uh, so did both of you go get it at midnight? That's that's I guess. That, well, midnight. Let's put midnight in quotes because Jashir is over on the West Coast over here. The reason I moved to West Coast and left my life behind in the East Coast was purely to have midnight releases at 9 p.m. That's it. No other reason. I've not seen my father for 10 years just because of midnight releases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. That's, that was a little dark there at the end. Wow. Uh, no, I did not get it at midnight because the only GameStop who does midnight releases is in Milan, which mm. is very near, but it's not the GameStop where I had pre-ordered the game. It's also like driving to Mil- Milan from your house is like not trivial 
Uh, no, it's actually very, very, very trivial. It's like 30 it? minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes. Yes. That's what I thought. I Okay, so your definition of a trivial trip versus a definition of my trivial trip is completely different. So. It's <laughs> not my fault that... Oh, you probably have like public transportation. I do, but um, for that area of Milan, it's much more convenient for me to drive. But the thing okay. is, they don't tell you that they're going to have a midnight release until like two weeks before they do I it. I know. And by that time you will have pre-ordered the game like months in advance. I so, know. And if it had been another game, I might have gone and gotten like the other version at midnight. Mm. But Switch games are too expensive. I thought about downloading one of them before, if I couldn't have gone to a midnight. I did go to a midnight. I streamed for a little bit afterwards. We had some issues, uh, technical issues, mostly with my wife's Switch. I think her battery's like dying in her Switch, which is sad. I'm saying not working, not like I need to recharge. Yeah, yeah. As in it's it's not charging properly. I think something's going on with her battery, mostly because she let it sit for like a couple months and it Mm -hmm. it died in that time. So Nemesis, that's the same thing. If it weren't for me, Nemesis Switch would get no use. And I have I my th- own Switch, by the way, so it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I think the only thing that saves my Switch between the time I bought it and the time Pikachu and Eevee came out is that I bought Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Breath of the Wild's good, though. That's a, that's like a so solid good. choice. That's yeah. a game of a generation. There's a lot of good games on the Switch. But we've got our first Pokemon one, finally. Welcome to Zelda Underground Champions League. We're going to put real Pokemon game in quotes because people will get mad. Well, some people oh. get mad. Some people get mad that we put it in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you started with the shade right at the beginning. We talk about the game, the anime, and let's go Pikachu and Eevee like it's not <laughs> the game. <laughs> so, so it is a video game. I mean, we'll get into it further today because I know we all have our own comments on it. I'm not saying that it isn't a Pokemon game. I personally think it's, uh, I mean, I think it's fun. I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting endeavor, but I don't know that I would put it on par. This is just like a quick preview for later, but I don't know if I'd put it quite on the same par as everything else, but I don't think it's intended to be either. No, I I, yeah, I mean, you. you, I don't think you'd be surprised to know, I'm pretty sure me and Nemesis, uh, sorry, Whimsicott, <laughs> would not place it in the same category as a main series either. At least I wouldn't. I don't think, I don't think anybody would. Yeah. And we love it, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it either. It's just reality. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we'll get into that later. Other than that, though, I, I don't mean, I don't know if anything else has been going on this week. <laughs> Other than they did drop that that trailer, but we that's that's a topic for next week, guys. <laughs> so oh, a lot yeah. happened in Pokemon. God, this I hope week. I'm here to talk about that because I will be girl screaming again. A lot of stuff happened this week, so let's cut this intro short and let's just go into the news. So let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And on to the news. In the news, there's a few things going on. Right now, the international championships are happening in South America. That one country down there that has it. <laughs> I don't know where the Latin American... It's in Brazil. There we go. Sao Paulo. Okay. It's like you, you, you throw a dart at South America, you're pretty likely to hit Brazil. It's pretty darn big, Thad. No, you're not wrong. 
And that is a mistake <laughs> of history, but that is not something we can talk about today because we're a Pokemon podcast. People assumed South America was much larger than it is, but it is in Sao Paulo, Brazil. If you guys want to go check it out, and I think it's the only Sun series international. So definitely go ahead and check that out. I believe the next two take place in Moon series, followed up by the North American International and the Ultra series. So it's really interesting. It's a really weird circuit this year. I'm excited to see yeah, how that is. goes. Because Let's Go came out, Pokemon Go is just like, well, this is our game. Here's our moment to shine. And they did literally everything they could. First of all, I think for like the next week, including mess up the dialogue. So a couple of things. First of all, there's a Meltan special research. So even if you didn't get Let's Go, you can still get Meltan in Pokemon Go. You should do it now because there's a Kanto event going on right now. And the Meltan research is absolutely ridiculous and requires a lot of Kanto Pokemon to finish it. Yes including another catch a ditto quest. But to be fair, catching a ditto isn't that hard. Those of you at home, I literally went out and played for like half an hour today and I, I saw one Rattata and that Rattata was a ditto. I mean, there's people who were stuck on that for like three months. Well, so right now they're actually doing increased Cantonian spawns. So now's a good time to do it. They're probably increasing ditto spawns. They're probably increasing all of the spawns you need because the Meltan research requires a lot of Kanto Pokemon and then Anorith. Because Anorith, you know? Yeah, that one I don't understand. Yeah, I don't <laughs> okay. understand, but whatever, it's fine. Also, there's special boxes available. You can get some incubators and some lucky eggs and some premium raid passes because Pokemon Go is just like, we're cashing in and they're doing a really good job of it. Honestly, yeah. yes. Uh, they also changed all of the CP calculations um, because they also they just launched a couple of Gen 4 Pokemon, like most of the Gen 4 evolutions they were missing, I think outside of the evolutions, which is really confusing and sad. Yeah. We don't have Glaceon or Leafeon yet, but we've got Electivire. Leafy- that Leafeon. <laughs> got Electivire, we've got Dusknoir, we've got all that good stuff. I'm just evolving my Weavile. Yeah, you can do that now too. Well, you need a Sinnoh Stone to go with it. Yeah, I just got one. Which is a pain in the butt to go find, but go do that and catch them all. Yeah, Pokemon. Also, it looks like Meltan from the previous thing that we were talking about can actually be placed in gyms, which is weird because mythicals typically can't. Meltan is a weird mythical. He's not your general mythical. He's not Fionn, though. If it requires 50 Fion candy, we'll evolve it into a Manaphy. <laughs> because Pokemon, because I feel like I feel like the developers at Niantic hired a bunch of people who are quote unquote Pokemon fans. We're going to we're going to put it in quotes because they didn't hire me. They hired a bunch of guys who were just like, yeah, I stopped playing in Gen 3. That sounds plausible, actually. And nobody has an idea of what's going on in Gen 4 because Gen 4, honestly, I, I, I see the wave of Pokemon in like two and a half different eras in, up until about in, up until like, well, maybe three or four, I would say. You have Gen 1 and 2. That's an era. Everybody who played Gen 2 probably played Gen 1, and everybody who played Gen 1 probably knew about, if not tried to play Gen 2. Yeah. And then you have Gen 3, which a lot of people kind of migrated over to, but that's kind of when you start to see it flip, and we're, we're just like, oh, we need to try to get new kids in, and that's when we get Leaf Green and Fire Red, which were the first remakes, and it was kind of weird, and they, they did weird stuff. Uh, then there's just like this hard cutoff, I swear. You either played from the beginning, or you started at Gen 4. And then Gen 4, Gen 5, and then you have a cutoff again, and then Gen 6 brought in a lot of people, and they stayed with Gen 7. So it's it's kind of weird in that sense. And so it's really weird to see all of the people who definitely didn't get to Gen 4. And, I mean, it goes back to Joe Merrick's comment on Twitter again, where he said, I, I can't stand the Pokemon Go players who think Niantic came up with Darkrai. Yeah. <laughs> we feel your pain, Joe. 
Yeah, so that's kind of where it is. And I think the people at Niantic, just they're finally out of their Pokemon knowledge base because you can see a lot of errors happening in the Pokemon Gen 4, Pokemon Go Gen 4 database. Yeah, I suppose Niantic isn't known for their precision in all things. No, but this one was really bad compared to previous generations. That's the only thing that's concerning. Well, concerning, quote-unquote. They'll fix it before the game launches, unless it's Luxio hatching for Megs. Whatever. It's fine. I was about to say, yeah, unless it's <laughs> Luxio. But, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? People are still playing this game. It's still making crazy amounts of money. It's actually record-breaking like amounts of money right now, too. They found a really good formula, and we can do. Yeah. I can do an entire episode on the business of Pokemon Go. I laugh Every time I pull up, come on, go, and someone's like, oh, my God, are you still playing that thing? And I'm like, oh, my God, you don't know how many people are still playing this thing. So it's not I, – I would I would argue there are definitely less people playing it than at launch. Like, at launch, it was just this really big craze. Oh, yeah, but my argument is it's like it hasn't disappeared. Like, they're making it sound like it is. They found a really good way to monetize them. I think the Community Day formula is just fantastic, and they always couple Community Day with one or two more events that month. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, we're having this Let's Go event – that we just had community day and they're doing the special research, which I think was huge as well. I love the research. Yeah. I think research was a really good option and they're releasing Pokemon exclusive Pokemon through it. Hard to find Pokemon through it. And I think they've just found, they found a really good recipe. So good on Niantic. I think they're doing fantastic, but let's move on. (laughs) Other than let's go coming out. We mentioned it a little bit beforehand and I only want to hang on this for a few minutes because I want to do an entire show on it next week for your holiday. We're going to record a little bit earlier this week, but we have the detective Pikachu movie. The trailer dropped. I would be remiss not to talk about it just a little bit. It's a fan. I think it's a fantastic looking trailer and I think it was a really, it was really well done. And it kind of looks like Nintendo probably took their hands off a little bit off the property and kind of just let Warner Brothers do what Warner Brothers wanted to do. Yes, but still in a way that is 1000% grounded in the Pokemon world with Pokemon knowledge and with respect for what Pokemon is. Like I saw someone point out on Reddit that their favorite Easter egg in that giant poster that you can search on the Mm -hmm. official website is the um, Unova style pizza ad. Yeah, Yeah, well, if you look at that poster, and even if you just watch through the trailer, there's a lot of stuff like this. Just a lot of really cute things they put in there that are references to everything else. And it really does feel like it's grounded. On the poster online also has one of my favorite Easter eggs from that is uh, in a corner you can see a route sign saying Route 1 this way yeah so it's just it's just oozing with so much easter eggs for pokemon fans the best way i can describe my feeling towards uh, uh detective pikachu is like alan grant dr alan grant from jurassic park seeing the dinosaurs they're being <laughs> real for the first time and there's a meme going ar- uh, around online that i love it's like the, it's it shows the bulbasaurs this is part of the trailer where the bulbasaurs yeah. are walking on the uh in a line and then there's the the meme says uh, has alan grant saying like they they go in herbs. They actually walk on uh, uh, in herbs. It's because I, as a Pokemon fanatic from 1998, it's incredible seeing Pokemon being done this way, and it just it's a different feeling that I really can't describe. It's not just that. Like if you look at most other movies that are based on video games and other intellectual properties, it's like oh, let's just make a movie and throw the intellectual property in there, like as a coating, 
And that will be enough for fans. This is not what this movie is doing mm-hmm. at all. I think it was good in that it wasn't a, a traditional Pokemon story as well. Because if you were to have something where it was Ash is going on an adventure, I'm saying Ash because that's probably what the people who would really, really want to go see this movie would expect is it to be Ash or Red or something like that. Everyone. Yeah. If I had a if I had a scent for everyone that was like, where's Ash? So that has so many issues in and of itself. And I mean, I'll d- dig a little bit deeper into it, but just real quick. I mean, that has issues just for setting up really bad expectations, really, really high yes. expectations. And here they got a property that Nintendo was just kind of like, yeah, we're not going to do anything with this. And they said, you can make a movie based on this game that only released in Japan at the time. And then they release it out here. I mean, it's not that great of a game. It's made for kids. You try to make the color orange. Yeah. Then you, but the big thing is, I think they were just like, well, we can take this and turn it into our own thing and it doesn't have to follow the game, which it's not, which is perfectly fine because I think Detective Pikachu is a franchise where you're definitely allowed to stray from it. And they, I think they've probably have picked up the Pikachu can talk to Tim. That is it. Tim is looking for his dad. Pikachu wants to help. Those are the plot lines I think they grabbed. Yeah, it's Rhyme like, City it's not... is known for not having Pokemon battles, but we already saw in the trailer that there are going to be Pokemon battles. So the, right there, the, the term loosely based is definitely very accurate to say for this tra- uh, this movie. I'm very curious to see if they picked up Pokemon fans to help write it. Oh, I'm sure they did. This takes heavy inspiration from a couple of things. One, they found the guy who did the yes, realistic Pokemon art. He actually yeah. helped out a lot with the designs. But on top of that, I don't know if you guys remember a few years ago, there was a fake trailer for another Pokemon movie. Yes, where I remember. Had I Ash, that. Brock, and Misty, and they were like doing underground battles with Pikachu. And this that reminds me of that. It does too. With the, uh, I remember that part in, the, in that fake trailer where Mewtwo's controlling a cop and he's pointing yeah. the weapon on his head. It was really creepy. It's like that was way too dark for a Pokemon movie. This trailer really didn't stray off too much from that. It, it no. does have that creepy feeling that that fake trailer it, had all those years, including yeah. an exploding car, which that remember in the fake trailer, there was a Volturb that exploded and, yep. and, you know, <laughs> and you have an exploding car in this trailer as well. No yeah. Volturbs. But yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's what I like about the idea of this movie. It's not a Pokemon movie. It's not like the live action Pokemon movie. It's a live action movie that takes place in the Pokemon world. Yes. Exactly. And, and, and my last sense on this is uh, I was talking, I, ha- I have a long uh, old friend from my childhood. We used to play a lot of Pokemon when we, uh, we grew up. It was part of our Pokemon group. And he w- he mentioned disappointment on the movie, on the trailer. He's like, oh, I'm so disappointed that number one. Oh, and by the way, uh, RIP uh, Stan Lee. I'm so disappointed that Stan Lee died and so disappointed at the trailer. I'm like, how can you be disappointed on the trailer? A Pokemon trailer, it's basically beyond my expectation. I, I expected to automatically hate this when it came out. Um, and he's like, well, it's too dark and gloomy for my daughter to watch with me. And I'm like, wait, is, did, didn't your daughter was born four months ago? It's like, this is clearly they're aiming for a overall family feeling where both the adults that grew up mm-hmm. with Pokemon and the new kind can go. But you, they, you can't expect them to just go for one market only when it comes to big Hollywood movies. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm also really happy that they didn't do Gen 1 pandering. Yeah, so many good Gens. I'm just so burned out on that. I mean, I've talked about this for a while. I'm really burned out on the Gen 1 pandering. I'm really happy they're not relying that hard on nostalgia. Like, that trailer included a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, we get the Charizard. That's fine, yeah. because Charizard. 
Yeah, it's obligatory, but yeah, it's obligatory. But like, there is a huge, there was that cool Greninja scene c- scene we got. Yeah, and we got a few other Pokemon in there too that are well, just uh, not from Gen One. And I, I there's love a it. lot of breakdown videos on YouTube, so I won't like suggest and uh, just pick one, whoever's your favorite, uh, to see that <laughs> breakdown. There's over sixty Pokemon on that trailer, just hidden inside. There's so many Pokemon that that they're just there for one quick second. I didn't know that Buffalant was in that trailer. I didn't know that other than the poster with Pancham appears, there's an actual Pancham in that trailer. Squirtle appears in that trailer. It's just so full with so many Easter eggs and n- almost all of them are not even Gen 1. You even have, um, what's the the lay Pokemon? Uh, Kofi? Comfy, uh, yeah. Comfy's yeah, flying around that. Rhyme City mm-hmm. and that's Gen 7 Pokemon. You know, a movie really is pandering to all Pokemon fandom, not just Gen 1. That's what I like the most about it. When you see the Bulbasaur, they're flying around Morolo. Like, what? Mm-hmm. I was delighted. <laughs> I was absolutely delighted. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. But we'll save more of that for next week. And we'll kick it on over here, guys, because I think that's all the news. I don't think there's too much else to talk about other than let's go. But we'll get there in a little bit because we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Let's go. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. And so that means they can't use the internet, they can't use anything but what they know. So we're going to see what we can do today. Jushiro and Whimsicott are going to be playing as a team to compete against their fellow co-host. It's in a race to get to 30 points. Whoever gets to 30 points gets $20 of credit to Tee Public or something else or who cares anymore. And they, they <laughs> win a thing. Thank you, Basket. Thank you. They win a thing because basket. If you guys are ready, though, I have five questions lined up for you, each worth one point apiece. One of them will have a bonus point, and you'll have a hint that if you get all of the questions correct, you can cash in for an extra point. So if you guys are ready, I have some pretty good questions for you today. I guess we are ready. All right. So question number one comes from me, mostly because I needed one more question. And this is about Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. So, in an interview with Junichi Masuda, right after they announced Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee back in June, he gave the reason that Eevee was chosen to be a mascot alongside Pikachu. What was it? Well, the only part of the interviews that I don't remember. (laughs) Okay, I have two theories about this. One is that Let's Go Pikachu is kind of a remake of Pokemon Yellow, and in Pokemon Yellow, Eevee was your rival starter Pokemon. And the second is that Eevee is a popular Pokemon with a lot of potential. It's probably one of these two. My instincts, mm-hmm. my instinct would be to say just the second because, like, whenever you ask something of a Japanese game producer, the question never has the answer you would expect. So the first one is the answer I would expect is the answer I would have given. So there's decent odds that that's not what Masuda said. Mm. I don't know, Jushiro. I don't remember this, that interview, unfortunately, where he mentions why Eva was prepared for every other question <laughs> regarding those interviews. Um, I really can't say that I know exactly the reason why he chose. So I'm going to go with you. I think maybe it's because of the popular, uh, how popular Eevee is. 
um, next to Pikachu and, and why they chose it. Yeah, honestly, like I would answer both of the things I said, but I, we have to pick one. So <laughs> Which one do you um, think? I think you should pick between them I'll because pick the first I'm really because okay. So the, the fact that it was the the, the antagonist for Yellow in a way. Okay. so I'm gonna I'm go fine. with that. I'm fine. Let's go with that one. That is unfortunately incorrect. Oh. I agree with you that it should be. But the answer that he gave in the interview on Pokemon.com was that he that Eevee had received the most fan art. Oh, my oh gosh. It's a real Janichi Masuda answer there, being nonsensical right? and whatnot. So that is unfortunately incorrect. But we'll move on to this next one. So we've all met this person before, this in-game trainer in our Pokemon journeys. His name is Youngster Ben. And he's got a pretty fam- famous catchphrase slash one-liner that he says to you. What is it? I like shorts. They're like comfy shorts. and easy to wear. I think that's Ben. That is correct. Ben, <laughs> is, youngster Ben is the one that says, I like shorts. They're comfy and easy to wear. And this time around, he responds, you have shorts too. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> And that is it for that is that is a point for you guys. Good job to you there. Unfortunately, I have now run out of let's go Pikachu questions. So everything else is just going to be general from now on. Yay. Weird. It's such a deep game. Yep. (laughs) These next two questions come from Uncle Oshawott. The first question, water, normal and flying are the three types with the most Pokemon in them. Excluding these three, which of the remaining types has the most Pokemon in it? So what's the fourth most populous Pokemon type is what Oshawott wants to know. Could you repeat the three types that you mentioned? I, I got flying and water. F- water, flying, and normal. So it's not one uh, of those. One of Which one of those, what other type has the most Pokemon in it if you don't count those? I guess Bug and there's only one answer to this question? There's only one answer. None of them are tied. I mean, there's a lot of Pokemon, so it's really hard it's, for the type, the number I'm, of Pokemon contained in the type to tie. I'm pretty, I think it's grass. Grass? Over yeah. bog or poison? Uh, sounds weird, but I think I read that somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um, like, if you want to go bog or poison, I'm fine no, with that, because that I is mean, very, very feel, plausible. Yeah, if you feel you've read it, I'm just thinking that, you know, there's a lot of poisons out there, not just, there's you know, not combined, but anyway. There is a ton of poisons, especially in Gen 1. But there there were a few generations in which there were so few poison types. That's true. Like, but, I'm yeah, grass pretty has sure, I'm pretty sure it's grass. Okay, let's go with grass. That is correct. It is the yeah. grass type. It has the fourth most number of Pokemon in it. That's such a weird question, Oshawa, but I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> I'm probably the only person here who would have known that. <laughs> Lover of grass types that I am. Arceus, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> All right. So the next one has to do with breeding, a feature that's not in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. <laughs> and Uncle Oshawa wants to know what female Pokemon cannot breed. Nidorina and Nidoqueen. Nidorina, Nidoqueen. Yeah, the Nidorina female line. Nidorina female can. Uh, Nidorina oh, and Nidoqueen cannot. And there's three answers, you said? Yeah, there's three. Well, technically four if you include Nidorina and Nidoqueen. A, a female Heatron cannot breed because Heatron can be female. So there's five answers, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Do we get a point for each one? Yeah, no, you get two points, Max. 
<laughs> okay, so we're already at two points, right? Yes, yes, you are. Okay. Uh, okay, so you female heatron, Nidorina and Nidor and Nido Queen, and you said there's two more. There are two more, yeah. You have to think I outside really... the box for these, but that's fine. I... These are 100%. Fe- well, I should have said 100% female Pokemon, but that's. I mean, we'll take the heatron because I didn't specify that. You didn't. A uh, hundred uh, female Pokemon that cannot breed. Um, Latias. God, that counts too. That's not <laughs> on my list. I should say like, okay, either we're just gonna kill it, kill it there. Uh, <laughs> but we'll give you the two points. So that's 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 four points for you guys so far today. And the other answers we were looking for: Happini and Smoochum. Oh yeah, because they can't breed, and they're one hundred percent female. Uh, all right, <laughs> moving on though. Uh, I guess that's everything. So now I want to know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dig. We're gonna dig deep into our base stat knowledge, and how well you pay attention to base stats. And I want to know what pure steel type has the highest base HP. Mel metal. Okay. That is correct. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what men metal stats are. Mel metal's got a base of 135 base HP. Oh, dang. It's it only loses in terms of just all steel types to like Solgaleo, I think. Yeah. So it's pretty massive. It also has a base 143 attack, base 140 uh 143 defense. It's gross. It's absolutely gross. You literally have to kill it with fire, but you have to make that fire special. <laughs> yes. All right. So that is going to be that's uh, that gives you guys, I think, five points, right? I counted five. And the bonus point? Uh, no, so the, the, not the bonus. The that question, the female question, yeah. the grass question, and not using the hint. And and Ben, trainer Ben, you have to get them all correct. To, you have to get them all correct. Oh, gotcha. To, to get fine. the hint, but that is that is it uh, for this episode of Puckles Pokey Quiz. You guys got five points today. So let me type you guys in real quick, but that's gonna that's gonna change up the leaderboard. All right, so we've got uh, we've got a change in the leaderboard, uh, a significant change actually, because all of you guys are actually really close. Oh, Ooh. I accidentally made your you have too many points, Jushiro. I'm sorry, um, you were Aww. winning by a long shot today because you had 1,400 points. Uh, but <laughs> wow, like in, that's, that's a switch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so in first place we have Whimsicott with twenty three points. Oh, in second yeah. place, this is the this is the most people we've had in contention ever. I think in Puckles in, in like the Poke Quiz segment. In second place we have Basket with nineteen points. In third place we have Sublime with eighteen points. In fourth we have Jushiro with fourteen points. Almost Tied for there. fifth we have Shamu and Gator with thirteen points apiece. In seventh we have Scrawn with eleven. In eighth we have Maximus with nine. In ninth we have Snag with seven. Viger and Bo are tied for 10th with 5, and then R Sigma bringing up the rear with 4. But there's a lot of you guys like in contention. This is really cool. We haven't had that before. So keep it going. All right, so that's it for po- Puckle's Poke Quiz. Tune in next week for some more Poke Quiz action. But we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. It's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. 
Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Jushiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon where you get exclusive gifts such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is, of course, going to be Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. We want to give our opinions, talk about some of the things that we think might transfer over to the next game, talk about a few other things. But first, let's just dive right into our opinions. So I want to let's let's start with you, Chishiro, because I know you're going to be the happiest out of everybody, probably. Let me start this with addressing a lot of our uh, uh, Pokemon fans out there, a lot of our listeners. This game, if you were negative towards this game, because this game doesn't include all the beautiful things that you like about Pokemon, the competitive competitiveness, it doesn't include breeding, it won't it won't change your mind, right? You're already predestined to this is not the game for you. And I guess that's the point, the point that it's not coming across to most uh, people out there. It's, this is, may not be the game for you. But that's what the Pokemon development team had when they started developing this game. It's this is not a game for our hardcore audience. We already have a game for that. This is a game that was to capitalize on the, the success of Pokemon go and the success of Pokemon go bring in both casual Pokemon, uh, Pokemon fans, old Pokemon fans that only played through red and blue and yellow and capitalize on the younger audience, right? Uh, uh, kids that are now just enjoying Pokemon for the first time through Pokemon Go because most everyone has a cell phone, not everyone has a 3DS. So this game won't change your mind. However, and, and this might be a little bit controversial for uh, many of you out there, it's okay for this game to exist at the same time as we have other games. And based on that and separating this game from the main series games, such as Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, this game is just a pure, fun, adorable storyline to follow. I'm having a blast because I'm not have I'm not putting this big expectations on this game that everyone is suddenly wanting to place on this game. It's a responsibility that it really shouldn't have. It is a game meant to bring in the younger audience and the more casual players and. Be, Considering that that was the objective of the Pokemon Company and Game Freak from the get-go, um, I would call this a complete success because it is that. This game is pure fun. Um, you won't find challenge, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, it, it, the game is extremely easy. Uh, however, the storyline is super charming. The characters are really at their best as I have ever seen them. Um, I've really liked every single character, uh, Gym Leader, that I've encountered so far. Um, uh, to the point where I'm now in the game, my favorite Gym Leader was Lieutenant Search, and he was really, really adorable. Um, and overall, I want to talk about the mechanics real quick. Mechanics, the mechanics has changed, of course, is the capture system. Um, it's different for wild Pokemon. You no longer battle the water Pokemon. Guess what? I thought that was going to be my biggest pet peeve. And it turned out to be one of my actual favorite things about this game. Because for the first time ever, I felt that I had a different style of gameplay in the same game. My explain. 
if you think because while uh, if you think that because wild battles are does not exist in this game, there's not that much battling. You're very wrong. There's a lot of trainers battling left and right. Combat is very frequent in this game. You will find yourself in battles more frequently than you originally thought you would get into. And the fact that outside of those trainer battles, I have a different minigame, a different style of play that I can uh, use. It's to me turned out to be the most refreshing thing about the game when the motion controls work as they should which i meant to say is not all the time but it's also not enough to say this game's broken it's just a little bit of finessing might need i don't know if pokemon plans to do some updates maybe to fix some of the bugs but in and of itself the mechanic of capture i'm enjoying a lot I'm enjoying, once again, uh, and we talked about this before starting recording, is the story and how they're telling the story for uh, the yellow version. It's actually really nice. It brings me flashbacks of uh, Gen 5, um, which is where you see all the characters, you know, some gym leaders, some uh, other characters take a more prominent um, place in the story other than just showing up in their gym or showing up at their building and fight them so you see a little bit of that there and overall it's just a really fun that's what i want people out there to to realize it's a really fun game now uh before i pass the mic i want to talk about the pokemon plus go uh the pokemon look pokeball plus little awesome little gadget right uh as a function as a go plus for the Pokemon Go in the phone, it's excellent, right? It does everything the Pokemon uh, the Pokemon Go Plus does. Um, taking your Pokemon outside of the game, like taking your Pikachu or your Eevee on the Pokeball for straw is super fun, honestly. Making it, playing with it and having it say Pikachu or Eevee uh, uh, whenever you want, it's actually adorable. It helps you out. When you connect the Pokeball Plus with the game, it gives you rewards for playing Pokemon Go with it. So it comes back and say, hey, you use Pokemon, the Pokeball Plus for Pokemon Go and you capture Pokemon, this amount of Pokemon, and you did this, you did that, and it gives you rewards for that. So there's a real good interaction between Pokemon Go and Pokemon uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. So that's great. However, it does overpower whoever, whatever Pokemon you put on that Pokeball for a straw. When you come back, it would have an incredible amount of levels and it might make your Pokemon unusable if you're those type of players that like a little bit more challenge. Other than that, I'm having a blast with Pokemon Let's Go. I highly recommend it for those who just want to have a fun game. Uh, You can still have your competitive battle in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moons and you have one more year till the actual uh, competitive Pokemon comes out. Just enjoy this. It is a fun thing to have. We're not even like the Clark's movie. Hey, we didn't even even didn't have supposed to be half this game. It's just an extra. So let's enjoy it for what it is. It's an extra excellent fun game and excellent for new players alike. Yeah. What about you, Whimsicott? What are what are your thoughts playing through this originally? Okay. First, I agree with pretty much everything Jushira said. Like this game is pure fun. I have to say, my expectations for this game were not terribly high. I thought, yeah, the main thing I'm going to get out of this is that it's really cute. And it is really cute. Like, I go, oh, about every seven seconds. But, like, there are times when it's just not just cute. It's it's beautiful. Like, when the game starts and you're in your room, and, by the way, quick aside, 
does the game try to imply that it's us, like us, real flesh us, waking up in the Pokemon world? Because I think it is. Um, when you wake up in your room and you go outside and there's a moment where the game loads and then you see Pallet Town in 3D, I cried. Like, I legit uh, cried. <laughs> I wasn't was... going to say, but I cried to you. The moment that I cried was when I saw the poster of the Nidorino and Gengar in your room. Uh, obviously a uh, reference to the original intro of the game oh i cried yeah that was good but just palette town in 3d i cried and then i like i went through and i got to viridian city and you know that little place where you you go left towards route 22 and then there's a little path you go up and in the tree that you can cut there's a potion I turned to my sister and I told her, no, you don't understand. That potion is exactly where I left it 20 years ago. And I got emotional about it. Like, and then afterwards, sure, not all the items on the ground were where they are, where they were. I, like, I managed to go through Mount Moon without finding a single moonstone. I have to go back for them, but whatever. It's just, it feels like a Gen 1 game like even with the go mechanics on top of it it feels like a gen 1 game like at one point i was about to double kick a clefairy and then i remembered oh wait no it's a fairy type but it's so good it it makes me emotional it's like you know i never could play pokemon as a child because i was already like a teenager when pokemon came out and this is like a bit like child me is getting to play pokemon for the first time because I'm not worrying about natures. I'm not worrying about competitive values because I know there's no competitive value in this game. It's just fun. It's the experience a child might have playing Pokemon, which is, you know, it's right. It's a game for children. This one in particular, not Pokemon in general. And I am just overcome with emotion. Like the Go mechanics, I think, are, are a decent fit. Some of them do make the game feel a bit off. Because it's like, here I am trying to play Pokemon and suddenly I'm playing Pokemon Go. Like, the thing I disliked the most was them putting things behind a wall of how many Pokemon you've caught. Like, the starters you get given, you need to have caught that many Pokemon, which took me out of the Gen 1 feel, the main series game feel a bit. But some others are really nice. Like the Pokemon box is super convenient. I yes. hope we get something like that in like the next main series game. And I also think that my enjoyment of the game is amplified tenfold by having the Pokeball Plus. Because I throw the Pokeball, the Pokemon catches the Pokemon, it makes the Pokemons cry. Oh God, and then yes. when you plug it in, like Thatch predicted, it makes the ten ten da da ten. It's so it, good. Every detail of this game is full of love. Not just love for Gen 1. Yeah. It's love for everything Pokemon. Like, love for nature. Love for what is going to come after. There's and so much attention it. to detail of the Pokemon world inside of Let's Go that it's really, really incredible. I love it. I love that, as you said, every character has a personality. Like, I named my rival Ryan, hoping he would get a Pikachu, and he would be Ryan Reynolds with Pikachu, and he does get the Pikachu, and now all of his dialogue in my head 
is Ryan Reynolds, and it's wonderful. And I like that he has a personality. He's not annoying. He's not a hard Pokemon trainer that just wants to win. He's actually kind of, you know, a bit of a chicken, which I love. He is a coward. And I just love everything. Like, as you said, meeting Lorelai, meeting Brock and Misty. And one of the things I like the most is the sizes of the Pokemon. You can actually feel like you're in a Pokemon world because the relative sizes are finally right. Yes. It it does make for some hilarious moments. Like, I was in Mount Moon, and in one of the tiny passages, an Onyx showed up. It took up the entire passage. No joke. I encountered it, and the game was like, it's tiny! And I was like, no game, it's not! It's a giant freaking Onyx! But... You know, <laughs> it's wonderful. I'm I'm loving everything about it. Just everything. I think it's, as Jishira said, it's purely fun. And if you go into it thinking, I'm just going to have fun and play like kid me would play a Pokemon game, you're going to have the best time of your life with it. Also, Eevee is adorable. It calls out to you because it wants to hilariously react to what's going on in the world around you. And the game is so alive. It's like they took Gen 1 and they put all of the life into it that they couldn't put into it when it was just 8 pixels in a row 20 years ago. I love it. Yeah, so now I get to be the buzzkill. I mean, I, I think it's a good game. Don't count. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm still playing it. I'm not gonna just like throw it away and go turn it into GameStop so Scron can buy my copy. I really enjoy this game. I think it's a lot of fun. The motion controls are cool. The the game itself, but I do think there's a few things. So even I, I went into this playing casually, as you you said, Whimsicott. And so the big thing for me is in the Pokemon world, you think. I mean, we can go back to the anime, right? We can all agree to some extent that the anime is kind of what a lot of people envision the Pokemon world to be like to an extent. And, hey, Thatch, yes. where's Ash? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can get into the pedantics here, but I, I think people, because if you were to look at the anime, Red and Ash are corollaries. Um, the, the Ash is meant to be red in the anime. If we look at that mentality, though, with, like people think, oh, I'm using my Pokemon. I'm training them to become better for battling in these trainer battles. And that was the one like I enjoy the capture mechanic. I think it's something nice and cute. I I think it's OK. Um, I, I like playing it. It's it's definitely a, a nice breath of fresh air playing the same game, probably for the 10th or 12th time. Right. This is probably my 10th or 12th trip through Kanto. And it's really nice to have some kind of new mechanic for catching the Pokemon. I think it's really fun. I definitely think they did it for the Pokemon Go crowd and not because they're just like, ah, this will make the game easier. No, I think they tried to make that correlation there between the two. Same with the Pokemon appearing in the overworld. Of course, I have to say it does give me joy that you can just go through a cave and avoid every single Zubat. And that's what I was saying. Like, well, my 12th trip through Kanto, I don't think I need to be stopped by Zubat. I feel like that would ruin the experience for me, right? But the problem for me is I don't feel like I'm earning anything in terms of my Pokemon leveling up and stuff like that. I, granted, we could go through Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon just catching Pokemon, and we could have the same effect, right? Because you could just catch every single Pokemon you encounter and gain the experience in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. But that's kind of not how that game is intended to be played. And... In this case, I I just like when my poke my Pidgeotto evolved because I caught Pokemon. 
I barely used it. I used it in like one or two trainer battles. And that was one of the things that just kind of felt off to me was this feeling of, oh, these things are just leveling up. And granted, this is kind of what they've been doing all along in Pokemon games, Gen 6 and Gen 7 with the experience all. It's just very easy to level things up. It just happens. But to an extent, I'm not feeling like I'm earning it. Like I'm training my partners and like we're going through this journey together. It more feels like, ah, I threw a Pokeball enough times. And now my my stuff's evolved. My my Pokemon are evolved. So it, that that kind of bothers me. That, that throws me off. I, I think the other thing that really throws me off with this game is that in previous Pokemon games, I've always expected them to be you get what you get what you get out of them, what you put into them. And that means if you're a casual player, you can play through Sun and Moon and get a casual experience. If you play through as a competitive player, you can have a competitive experience. And I think that's something that's missing in this game. And it's really odd because this has been the formula for the past 20 years, right? If you, I mean, maybe not Gen 1 and Gen 2. <laughs> The, the way the EVs and IV system works back then is a little bit different than it is now. To an extent, it was you get in what you get out of it, what you put into it. And in this game, you can't really do that. I mean, I'm not looking forward to it. I saw a Reddit post the other day that really drove me mad because it was somebody talking about how Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee makes the competitive scene more approachable because they want to play in the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee competitive format. And I am here to say that is not a thing. <laughs> no, that is not a thing. Please don't make it a thing. Uh, I think that's probably what will frustrate me the most in the next year is just people trying to make the competitive scene and let's go uh, a thing. Uh, I think let's go is a fun escape, though. I think it's a great game for going through, enjoying the story of Gen 1, probably for the upteenth time for most of us. If you're a new player, this is a fantastic way to do it. You get diet Pokemon. You get Pokemon without all of the heavy stuff in it. And you can just go throw Pokeballs. And it's a really it's a really nice transition if you're a Pokemon Go player, in my opinion. I, w- I would like to think that instead of saying it's a Pokemon diet, it's a pure form of Pokemon. That's without a lie. all the all the extra heaviness of everything else. I don't agree for with me that. at least. I don't agree with that. Because uh, if you're talking about pure Pokemon, I don't think that you go ahead and you leave in natures and you get rid of abilities. Right. I think you're really starting to. Those weren't there in Gen 1, is what I mean. Nature's weren't there in Gen 1 either. No, no, no. I'm I'm agreeing with you in a way. It's just a different way of saying what you're saying. Because I understand your points. Like, because your expectations of of Pokemon is Ultra Sound Noon competitiveness. No, no, no. That's not my expectation. This game, I expected to be casual, right? I I, I 100% expect this to be casual. I did not go into this expecting. Oh, hey, I want to play a competitive game. There are moments where I'm, I'm upset about the lack of challenge. Though, granted, later on in the game, it does get better, in my opinion. I think you can, I think you can definitely not blow through the game uh, and just one-shot everything, unless you, you're just like, here are the six Pokemon I want to use, and then you just use them the entire time. If you're actively swapping out party members, trying out new stuff, I think you'll have a really good time, in it, especially challenge-wise. I don't think it'll be terrible, yeah. but I'm not... I'm not really upset about the lack of competitiveness. I'm just, I th- this is definitely Pokemon light. This isn't Pokemon in what I think what pure Pokemon is, is what Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is because these are all the things that we've been building up for 20 years. You can't say this is pure Pokemon and you can't argue that this is back to basics because they kept some of the stuff that they've added. I think that's, that's kind of the bigger thing. I, I do think it's really good for people who are trying to get into the, make a transition, whether it be from not playing Pokemon to just playing Pokemon Go. This is a really easy transition for pokemon go players because you have essentially the pokemon go mechanics you're essentially playing pokemon go but instead of walking outside you're walking through kanto i think that's a fantastic 
way to put it. I think that's great, but I also don't think it's. Uh, I, I don't think that it's pure Pokemon because I mean they're kind of pandering to that audience, which is fine. I, I just they they've never made a game before where they haven't tried to include everybody, and this is the first chance of that. And I think part of it's time restrictions. Part of it's they're plugging a hole, which is hey, Nintendo wanted us to put out a game this year, and we're definitely not ready. And I think part of it is also there's just too many types of audiences at this point and if you try to mm-hmm. make everyone happy you won't make anyone happy yeah and i th- i think that's i think that's a good way to put it and i'm kind of hoping that allows them to kind of stretch their legs on the 2019 game i've said that several times exactly i yes, i agree with that too I, it's it's my point and it's my counterpoint every time i believe that they the existence of let's go is a way for them to panther to the casual and then they have the liberty to go all out on the other main series and and put as much things as they want i really do like how much of a stepping stone this is i think it's a really good stepping stone in terms of oh hey i played pokemon go i'll just throw my pokeball and i'm going to go ahead and just play through it if you have a kid and this is their first pokemon game this is a fantastic first pokemon game because this handles um i think in the modern age I don't know that a kid, an eight-year-old kid like I was when I first got Pokemon Blue version, right? I don't know that if I handed the game like that to an eight-year-old now, that they'd really be able to handle it. Just because it was a different time back then, we had, you know, an instruction booklet. Not just, like, two pages. This thing was, like, 40 pages of instructions about how to play Pokemon. Yeah, and Masuda does have a point that kids these days have so many options that Mm -hmm. they do kind of become a little goldfishy with their attention spans. Exactly. And so this is a really, I mean, I think this is really good, especially because a lot of them probably see like mom and dad play Pokemon Go on their smartphones, right? Now I can play Pokemon Go on the TV because this is Pokemon Go. I think this is fantastic. It's such a great marketing decision. This This is just fantastic in so many different ways. And I have to say, it's it's giving me like a super old timey Pokemon fan a new way of playing the game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is a really a nice relaxing break between what was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon to whatever twenty nineteen will be because this yeah, isn't like your hardcore experience. And I expect there to be probably a deeper story. They seem to be moving that way, especially with this. I love that they that they did things like the Lorelei, like we were talking about, or the gym leaders coming out yeah. of their gyms to do things. It's wonderful. And the Cuban going around. But I didn't mm-hmm. mean just that. I meant, for the first time ever, I am playing through a Pokemon game to complete a Pokedex. Because, A, there's not that much else new to do. And once you've gone 807... Filling a Pokedex with 151 seems like a really easy thing to do. And since the game is just telling you to catch Pokemon all the time, you might as well make something of it, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's just a really... It's, I mean, it's a nice relaxing break. I don't think this is a, a bad game at all. I think it's a good game for what it is. I'm a little let down because I think I set my expectations for a good casual experience too high. Um, I, I knew that we weren't going to be battling Pokemon, but this is a feeling that I didn't expect out of myself. And this is probably more personal than anything, because as I say all the time, Pokemon is really full of headcanon. They don't like to tell you what's exactly going on all of the time, though it kind of looks like in Let's Go, they're kind of trying to drop that. But it's it's been historically full of headcanon about what's going on with this Pokemon species, what's going on with that, and how the Pokemon world's going on and we fill it up by ourselves and that's why we've got Let's Go and it makes it feel wonderful because we're all like, this is the scenery I imagined when I was staring at my black and gray uh, Pokemon er, Game Boy, right? 
and yeah. bl- black and green, depending on. More more than once, I had like my sister, my brother, and my sister's boyfriend just come into the room while I was playing, and they were going, "I recognize this place." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's really powerful. I I would like to talk about some of the mechanics I would move over, but we've already been talking yes, for such please. a long time. We'll have to do that for another another episode, unfortunately, but. Uh, there's plenty of stuff I think that they could move over and they couldn't, but like I said, next time. Well, maybe not next time, but maybe the episode after that. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple more weeks of Let's Go to talk about. So, uh, because we took so much time talking about how, how we reacted to these games, so I want to make sure that's the headline. So we w- will be more than happy to talk to you guys in the future weeks. Keep on listening, but until then, we are going to take a break and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Hey! Are you about to munch on some turkey while you plan your Black Friday shopping trip? Well, you can skip the lines this year and check out Puckle's Tee Public store instead. We have a ton of designs including the Puckle logo, co-host art, Starry Night Eevee evolutions, and even the Green Doros logo on pretty much any kind of product you can imagine. On November 22nd, 23rd, 25th, and 26th, Tee Public will be having their Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales where you can pick up these great designs on $14 t-shirts, $11 mugs, $19 throw pillows, my personal favorite, and 750 posters. Be sure to fill up your holiday stockings with some Puckle merch this year. Link, as always, is in the show notes. Poke of the episode. And welcome back. Welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. This week it is National Dex number 25, Pikachu, the mouse Pokemon. It's Pokemon Gold Pokédex Entry State. This intelligent Pokemon roasts hard berries with electricity to make them tender enough to eat. Yeah, so P- Pikachu is a Pokemon in Let's Go. That's what we want to talk about. I do want to take a moment, though, just because people probably don't know this. So Pikachu's base stats, he's got a base stat total of 325. Far from being the worst Pokemon ever. He's no Sunkern, let me tell you. But uh, so Pikachu's got a base 35 HP, base 55 attack, base 40 defense, base 50 special attack, base 50 special defense, and base 90 speed. However, if you're playing Pokemon Let's Go, the partner Pikachu actually has different stats. You might be like, man, I didn't think Pikachu with Zippy Zap was going to do that much damage, right? And the answer is because it's a different Pikachu. Instead of having those base stats, he's got a base HP of 45, so plus 10. He's got a plus uh, 25 to his base attack, so he's got a base 80. He's got a base 50 defense, so plus 10. He's got a base 75 special attack, which is plus 25. He's got a base special defense of plus 10 at 60. And then he's got a base speed of 120, plus 30 on his speed. This thing's disgustingly gross. Similar things happen with Eevee. I think everything except for HP gets a 20 base point buff, and his HP gets a 10 point buff. Which which yeah. in the game translates to, actually, they make an effort to let you remind you that, oh, you have a special Pikachu, or you have a special Eevee. This is not your yeah. run-in-the-mill run Eevee or Pikachu. These are special ones. I don't know if that's completely true. I think they did it because they're just like, everybody's going to use these. Let's make not make them complete garbage. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I no, thought... I mean that they, they no, I, of course, it wasn't the other way around. What I meant is, like, they explain it in the lore, but the idea is what you say. It, that's mm-hmm. the reason why it exists. Of Yours. course. Yeah. I, like, I thought my Eevee was destroying things because it's with me all the time and it has a ton of EVs. And then Thatch taught me, no, there there are no EVs in this game. Your Eevee is just broken. It's mega <laughs> Eevee. 
Yeah. Yeah. Without the mega on it. Without yeah, the no, mega name. EVs don't exist in Let's Go. I just want to make sure that's clear to everybody. Yeah. Candy values are there. Candy values just give you plus 200 to any stat. And I don't think there's a max on how many candies you can actually give other than 200 to a stat. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Pikachu competitively. Pikachu's obviously not fully evolved and he's not in Little Cup. So he's in this he's in this gray zone of, I believe, PU. <laughs> <laughs> And it's only because Pikachu can actually be somewhat useful because Light Ball exists. And oh, yeah. Light Ball, you can hold Light Ball. This is an Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon now. We can get out. We can talk about a, uh, a, an actual competitive Pokemon game. And so Pikachu gets Light Ball. Light Ball, for those of you who are unfamiliar, actually boosts Pikachu's stats. Just its, I believe... I believe it's just its um, what's it called? Special attack. Spe- it's it's attack and special attack. It doubles them so that it becomes a normal Pokemon. <laughs> so it is in PU. I, it's got Lightning Rod and Static. Lightning Rod is significantly better, and you can run Thunderbolt, Ice Punch, or Hidden Power Ice, not Ice Punch, uh, Grass Knot, and probably Volt Switch or Volt Tackle, depending on how risky you want to be. Granted, Pikachu also has his own exclusive Z move. And you could try that. I would try to run him timid or hasty, though, because base 90 speed isn't that great, and you want to be able to outrun stuff. So I'd definitely run timid or hasty, depending on how you want to run your P- your Pikachu. Your Pikachu. I mean, it's not terrible in PU, but it's not fantastic either. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely... I think there's... I think Zeb Strike is in PU. If Zeb Strike I think, is... I think it might be. If Zeb Strike is in PU, you should just run Zeb Strike. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zeb Strike is untiered. So it means that nobody cares, so therefore it is in PU. I mean, yeah. I, I guess Pikachu has more coverage. Or at least more uh, technical moves. He's because not... Zepstrika gets fire-type moves, and that's pretty much it. Zepstrika does get overheat, which I think is more than what Pikachu can say it gets. And mm-hmm. that, I think that's I think Pikachu gets grass not, and Zepstrika does not. I think that's literally the only difference, though. Uh, Zepstrika has better abilities, in my opinion. He's gets he gets Sapsipper on top of Lightning Rod. So, I agree. Yeah, it's I, good. Think so, I think you'd I'd rather run Zepstrika. But it's not as cute, though. It is not as cute, though. It is a zebra, and zebras are cool. Oh, I love Zepstrika. Like it, it's cool, but it's not uh, the cutest. <laughs> well, Pikachu has. I think he's got one or two TCG cards, right? He has four hundred thirty-five thousand cards. I thought you were giving me a real number. For a second, and then I heard the thousand, and then I got sad because I I would absolutely believe four hundred and thirty five TCG cards. I would absolutely believe. Honestly, with all it the promos, it's the number that I'm giving you ten hundred thousand. Ten hundred thousand. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice one. So, but we're gonna just talk about the most recent incarnation, and that's in the form of the new tag team Pokemon GX cards. Now, for those of you. Who do not listen to my podcast? Go, go, go! Please go ahead and subscribe to Pokemon Plus or but Puckle Plus, have, not Pokemon if, Plus. Uh, Puckle Plus. Said plus. You said plus, plus, but you didn't say Puckle. You said Pokemon Plus. Yeah. It's <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not. We're not the Pokeball peripheral. <laughs> we could be. Uh, Pikachu and Sacrum GX is a new type of GX that's coming to come out. Uh, it's it's incredible basic GX card. That gives your opponent three prices if it's it's, uh, it's uh, knocked out. So that's high rewards, but uh, high risk as well. Now, Sacrum has uh, Pikachu. Sacrum has a HP of two hundred and forty as a basic Pokemon. It's Lightning, uh, which is electric in TCG terms, and then it has two attacks. 
first attack for a three lightning full blitz 150 damage search your deck prop to three lightning energy cards and attach them to one of your pokemon then shuffle your deck and then it has the tag bolt gx does 200 damage for three lightning plus if this pokemon has at least three energy extra lightning energies attached to it in addition to the attacks cost aka six energies this attack does 170 to one of your opponent's bench pokemon uh weakness to fighting resistance to metal which is the term for uh steel in the tcg and retreat cost of three i would like to sit down and say how this uh, how this card uh is doing however it's not out yet um it's not being played yet so i really have no information on whether it sounds on paper that it might be good as long as it, you don't let it die, because if you let it die, you're yeah. basically giving your opponent half win there. <laughs> it's halfway through to beating you. Um, so I can't tell you the competitive nature of how this card is doing, but we are waiting to see how good it does. It is really interesting. I mean, basic at 240 HP, that's crazy. Like, that is. That's, that's too much. That's too much. They're just doing such a good job of slowing down the game. And now they're just like, yeah, we threw that in the garbage can. We came up with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think the saving grace it's it's weakness to fighting since fighting in the meta is really common right now. Mm-hmm. Buswald is still around, and it Buswald could technically still one shot this. But the problem is, you're also assuming that this is going to be the only tag team, and I don't oh. think that's going to be. Oh no! Yeah, the the only one that was revealed. Oh, it's sorry. the only one that I think there's been another one that's revealed. Yes, the, I'm not well, sure. there's been a couple, but the EV, the other one was EV Snorlax, yeah. and that too is weak to fighting. Ooh, okay. I we'll see how it goes. I think that set comes out in Japan in December. Yeah, it should get here around. Uh, that's going to be our January set, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I I can see that. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. All right, that's Pikachu for you. That's your Pikachu. Um, it's a Pokemon. It's the mascot. We're not going to talk about why it's the mascot. We this is like the seventh time we've done Pikachu as a Pokemon in the episode, so it all works out. There is something about Pikachu we haven't said yet. Oh, what it's is it? It's a bit of trivia I found on Bulbapedia. Pikachu's designer Atsuka Nishida revealed in an interview that Pikachu was originally a Daifuku-like creature with ears. <laughs> can you imagine that? No, because I, I can don't know imagine what that. Is. that- as much as I can imagine Clefairy being the protagonist for the anime. That's oh. easier to imagine. Like, Pikachu Is it? just being no. a bun with ears. Uh, uh, also, wow. Gorochu was talked about recently, and everybody's always freaking out about it for whatever reason. Because they're just like, yeah, Pikachu was originally supposed to have a second evolution after uh, Raichu. And we called it him Gorochu. It did freak me out, because it's like, it's almost as if Pikablu was confirmed. Uh, it's like ugh, it's, I don't know. That's kind of like everything in rumor thingies. It's everything that you would have thought. Like it, it's one of those things, kind of like the beta from Gold and Silver. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. It's just like, yeah, we came up with this originally, but then we decided to throw it in the trash. I think it's interesting. I'm sure there's a plenty that hits the cutting room floor. Oh yeah, I think what's interesting about it is that. It kind of gives value, along with uh, the Space War demo that you mentioned, to some of those rumors, like some of them were not that unfounded all those years ago. And I think that's fascinating. So that is going to be it for the Pokemon of the episode. We're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Sending your emails 
And on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we'll give out the Green Toros badge if somebody says something smart and we think it's funny um, or something like that. But if you're new to the show, the mailbag segments where we read listener emails. Last week, we wanted to know what your thoughts about Let's Go were, what your expectations were, or how how your playthrough is going so far. So let's just jump right into it. This first one is going to be from Domo, and I think Whimsicott's got this one. I do. Hey, Boggle Crew. I was listening to the last discussion about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, and I have to say that I tend to agree more with Scron about what Let's Go will do to the Pokemon franchise in the future. I worry that if these games do good and outsell previous Pokemon games, the Pokemon company will look at the numbers and think, oh, this is the Pokemon game people want. Let's just look at the sales. And continue what they did with Let's Go, leaving the old formula of Pokemon behind eventually. Though when it comes to competitive Pokemon, I don't see the company just leaving those players hanging. So maybe they will keep the mainline games separate, even if Let's Go outsells other Pokemon games. But I gotta say, I'm with Scrum when he says he hopes the games do bad, so these games won't become what we know as the mainline games. They already are. (laughs) So much to unpack there. So much to unpack. They already are the mainline games. (laughs) Uh, On another note, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I saw the trailer for Detective Pikachu, and I'm so hyped. It looks good, and the CGI looks like how I imagined Pokemon would look like in real life. I don't even care if it's not about being a trainer. Just saying live-action Pokemon is enough to sell me. What are you guys' thoughts on the trailer? Are you on the hype train as well? Dollboat. Choo-choo! Oh, yeah, absolutely. Also, I think that, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but, like, there's definitely a battle scene in there. And I'm yes. pretty sure it's going to leave us into it's going to if this movie does well, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something that was a live action adaptation of like a Pokemon trainer's journey. Like it would be really cool to see like a live action Pokemon Origins or something, right? Maybe not in that exact format. Probably wouldn't make a good movie, but something of that effect where it's just like, hey, I'm going on a journey. Let's go do Pokemon stuff, right? And then you could make it an eight part series. <laughs> Movie Pokemon movie every year. He's got to go battle the rock type gym. <laughs> I, I think one one thing that um, like Detective Pikachu brings to the table is a talking Pokemon, and it's kind of hard to do a Pokemon movie without a talking Pokemon. You're exactly you right. Just, it, it just it 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 brings something very special to balance out the Pokemon characters and the human characters that nothing else would have think about the difference think about the difference between uh pokemon forever and the three pokemon movies that came from before it what's one thing that was missing a talking pokemon no joke (laughs) so one thing i want to go back to the scare and the fear that let's go has put out there in our pokemon fandom let me let me start there no, this is not going to kill Pokemon. Come on, guys. Not not everything kills or makes anything, right? This is a small Remember book. Remember Yokai uh, Watch? Oh, <laughs> it's just everyone always jumps to this, oh, my God, it's the end of an era. It's like, no, guys, oh, just chill. Cool, right? Um, no, this is not going to – let's go. It's not going to call the franchise. And, and I do have an issue with people wishing that a game does, does badly just because it doesn't fulfill their weird fantasies. I am a Pokemon fan. I am a fan of the Pokemon franchise. And I will always support 
anything that the Pokemon company internationally does to keep Pokemon afloat. If that means, if that means that we, and it's not, but I'm just saying overall, like let's, let's suppose that the fears that you guys have is real. If that means changing the formula to something that more people want and more people uh, and sells better just to keep Pokemon in the limelight and the spotlight, I'm all for that. So this fear that Pokemon Let's Go is the end of Pokemon, get thrown out of the window. That's not it, guys. This is just another step. This is may not be the game for you, but it might be the game for someone else who wouldn't have gotten into Pokemon in the first place if it not for the existence of Let's Go. And God knows, maybe in two years, you will be battling competitively with someone that is kicking your butt, but they just started playing with Let's Go. So... Yeah, just I would also, but I would, I would heart. counterpoint that even if they, if they did switch hard just to let's go, right, they would lose a lot of their fan base. They're aware that they have a core fan base and that the core fan base expects to be able to hatch eggs and do breeding stuff because even even like the hardcore shiny hunters like high, uh, hatching eggs because of the Masuda method and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you you don't beat those odds still in let's go, by the way. You don't beat those odds. And... It, it, it's, it's just one of those things to realize. I mean, there there is a fan base. There is a hardcore fan base, which this game is not for. <laughs> and I, I, mm. I don't know why they keep insisting that it should be. Exactly. Uh, like, but it, it is, uh, it's reason, not for them. The only reason they called it a main series game is so they wouldn't tank sales. Yeah, That's no, you can't. You can't call it a. You can't call it a spinoff because then it gets Pokemon Mystery Dungeon numbers. Exactly. And that's the only reason they called it a main series game. And I suppose, like, honestly, are, have we had a definitive announcement on whether or not it's going to connect to Bank? We haven't, actually. And we haven't. I wouldn't be surprised if it does, though. I I wouldn't, like, hold your breath and say it doesn't. Because, I mean, we're already converting Pokemon Go mons that come over to real IV values. And EVs are hidden in the game code. They just don't count. Exactly. Probably used for transfer, yeah. And so it's kind of all geared up to be able to transfer. And I mean, I can go into more of the data specifics and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is the same data format for Pokemon as it was in Sun and Moon. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it moved over. I don't think Pokemon Bank is necessary for this title. It's not. Absolutely. I think we're going to see more of a transfer than we're going to see a bank. I was just thinking about like the girl who sets your Pokemon's natures and hyper training and shiny hunting and thinking all of that seems kind of wasted for this game unless once the 2019 title comes up, Mm -hmm. you can get Pokemon from Let's Go to the 2019 title through Pokemon Bank. Exactly. But we'll, th- yeah, that's that's a that's a title Honestly, for day. the connectivity with Pokemon Bank is what makes it in my opinion a main series game. Mm. Okay, I can see that. I like that. I, I think it's going to be more of a transfer. It's going to be it's going to be a middle ground. This is this is a oh, new yeah. genre. This isn't this isn't spin-off or mainline. It's grade the line. It's grade the the distinction here. And it's something different. I think we're going to have the Let's Go line and then the traditional line. I feel like we need to make that distinction. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be like um, a kind of an, an in-between vi- between a virtual console game and a main series mm-hmm. game. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so Manelios killed Pokemon. <laughs> so this next one is from Slap. And Jushiro, you've got this one. 
Hey, peeps, Slop here. I hope everyone enjoyed their weekends playing Let's Go. I want to start by saying I appreciate the time you dedicate to specific Pokemon-related topics and the knowledge you have given me. You guys have helped me to become a more competitive player. I pre-ordered Pikachu, and my wife pre-ordered Eevee. This is one of the rarest occasions my wife plays a somewhat legit Pokemon game. My hope is I can teach her how to play competitively while slowly easing her into it. This is why, for me, Let's Go is so important. Anyway, that was Jishio. Now goes back to slap. Um, I couldn't be happier with this game as it opens her up to understanding the Pokemon universe. While I get to spend time playing something I enjoy doing with the honey-do list. I speculate her team would be Eevee Oddish, which she calls Radish, <laughs> Vulpix mm-hmm. and Alolan Vulpix, Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff and Clefable. It will be hard to turn her off cute Pokemon and the only Gen 1 available. I do think this game will probably sell pretty well considering they're a target audience and the first launch of a pseudo main series game on a new platform. Please keep it up, the great, keep up the great work and cross your fingers that they change Ryan Reynolds to Danny DeVito for Detective Pikachu. No, no, Why? no, keep, keep Ryan Reynolds. The moment, and, and I think Coop, uh, shout out to Coop out there. Uh, I knew that Danny DeVito was not the man for P- Detective Pikachu was the moment he was like, sure, I'll do it. But what's a Pikachu? And I'm like, yeah. nope, pass. Give it to Ryan Reynolds. No. It's also no. I want Deadpool Pikachu. Like exactly. exactly. Like I was t- yesterday. I looked my sister in the eye and I told her, "Can you believe we get to live in a world where Deadpool and Pikachu are the same person?" Oh yes, yes. Like, really anyway, says, always leave time for a little slap, slap. <laughs> Oh, it's, right. it's just amazing to me. And I'm sorry, your wife will not be able to get an audition unless you trade one to her. I really want an audition, and it's exclusive to Pikachu. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this next email is from Trainer Wolf. Hey, Thatch and crew, Trainer Wolf here. Not Wolf Glick. Sorry. And I just wanted to answer the mailbag about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I didn't play Red, Blue, or Yellow when they were originally released, so I don't have the same nostalgia for it like some people my age. For me, Kanto is kind of historic, but not nostalgic. That's interesting. I wasn't really excited for Let's Go at first, but Birdkeeper Toby on YouTube really hyped me for it when he showed off some gameplay and talked about how much he enjoyed the game. Well, I pre-ordered Let's Go Eevee from Target, and it came in the mail the day early because Target is better than anywhere else. I got the Pokeball because if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And I've been really enjoying it so far. Soft reset until I got a female Eevee to name after my dog Mifa. And I have to say, I really enjoy the catching mechanic and the overall tone of this game. It really it's is exactly how much you end up liking it. It's exactly what I was expecting. A casual but fun time with Pokemon on the big screen. The Pokeball feels great, but I'm already noticing the lack of buttons, especially the home and screenshot buttons. But I guess I'd only have one of those if I were playing with a single Joy-Con anyway, and I can live without them. The feeling of throwing a Pokeball at a Pokemon like a real trainer is awesome, and even though the game is more casual, I'm having a blast with it, and I agree this probably means that next year's game will be more hardcore, which is awesome. Anyway, that's my first impression of Let's Go. I just wanted to share since I got my copy a day early. Sorry for the super long email. I think it's my first time writing in, though, so I'm hoping that's an okay excuse. Thanks for making such a great podcast. I used to listen to some others, but these days you're my only Pokemon podcast and the first podcast I check each week. Your friendly rival, Trainer Wolf. Well, I appreciate that. We're the we're the first podcast he checks each week. Wow, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks. This I appreciate is a that. Good email. 
Yeah, I, I really like it. I mean, it's a good email because he agrees with me. Um, <laughs> Not just because of yeah, that. No, I, no he, he thought he thought it through. Bro. I like I like the tone. I like it coming from somebody who didn't play it for nostalgic reasons. Be- I mean, this isn't super nostalgic for me either because, well, a little bit. But to an extent, I've, I mean, I've been through Kanto, like I said, probably like 15, 20 times. And because you play through these games so often. We mean, the virtual console re-release happened just two years ago, if you think about that, like two and a half years ago, the virtual console release came out. And yeah, I mean, I, I am really, really tired of like the Gen 1 love. And so th- honestly, if this would be the first time that they had really pushed Gen 1 love to me in the past five years, I'd be like, man, this is fantastic. <laughs> but while I completely they've just been shoving it down you, my throat. I completely agree with you. I can just hear Bo running towards your house to slap you as you speak. But ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I, I I just because they do a lot of Gen One like love, especially in the past five years. I mean, we had Megas, which were really kind of a big push for that. Uh, yeah. You got extra Gen One starters in X and Y. The re-release of yellow, red, and blue. One the more. re-release of yellow, red, and blue, and then and even it, like in in Sun and Moon and Ultra yeah. Sun and Ultra Moon, I I tried doing a Nuzlocke, and my entire party was Gen One except my starter. Well, like, and then what? on top of that, they only made Gen One Pokemon Alolan forms. And, yes, and so they were really really and hyping Pokemon on the... Go was just the first 150 for a longest yeah. time, and so they kind of just keep pushing this Gen One stuff on me, man, and it's yeah. it just. I'm tired. I'm hoping this is the end. They're reaching. They're reaching to for those Gen Oneers. That's what they're doing. I know they're that's where the money, money is for the Gen Oneers. That's where their money it is. It has to be the end because, like, if we are getting tired of it, we, the hardcore Pokemon fans, I know. Everyone else must be. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So I think we have one more left, and that is from uh, Xavier Gaga. Or yeah, Xavier Gaga. Go for it. Whimsicott. I'll take it. This is yours, yeah. Hey, y'all. Been listening for about a year. I love being updated on Pokemon Info in a podcast form, and I love the trivia games. I didn't want to get a Switch, and I thought it was the end of my Pokemon journey, but I got the chance to buy one, and I'm so happy with it. So hearing about Let's Go and following the news, I have been excited to have a Pokemon game. Yes. It's been hard listening to Thatch and everyone worried about the game. I've been wanting to write him to tell you all to stop. But You should have, man. Go... You should have. Yeah. But after playing Let's Go for like three hours, it's proven to be what Thatch said it would be. A game to bring younger people to the franchise. That being said, I am loving the new mechanics, especially the Pokeball Plus. It took me a while to get it to work on my phone, but using it in Go and on the Switch really makes it more realistic. I love holding a Pokeball. I think they have tried to get Pokemon into the real world over and over, and this feels like the best they have ever done. I hope this gets started on the show. It's probably too long, but I would love the badge. I also wanted to get this in before you trade tomorrow. I've not been in Discord, but I can't get into it right now, but hell has helped me a lot. I love Pokemon. Kiss, hug, kiss, hug, Xavier Gaga. I think okay. those are the first kiss and hugs I've ever received through the podcast in, well, in 11 years. I was mentioning to Neminems that um, to me, the Pokeball Plus feels like the official Pokeball for the Pokemon franchise for now. Um, so it, it just feels cool in your hand. Yeah, it feels like I wish they had made it a bit bigger because like I started playing the game at nine yesterday morning and by lunchtime, my hand was cramping like crazy. I had to figure so... out a different way to hold it. 
<laughs> so I know we've been saying this a lot, okay? And the big thing is, this isn't a game for us. <laughs> Can you imagine tiny child hands on this? That would be the right size. I wish they had made it bigger, and then I realized, huh, it's for five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Of course it's tiny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I like... I figured it out. Like, I'm a woman, but my hands are not that tiny. I had to adapt. It's not that bad. I really I really do appreciate this, though. It is really cool. Um, the Pokeball Plus, it's really it's really a fantastic little doohickey. And it does what it needs to do. But, yeah, no, this is definitely a game for younger people, for new fans of the franchise. This isn't meant to take away your Pokemon. Uh, no. <laughs> exactly. It's I would add fear I would that add... I just don't understand that constant terror. It's like this game came. It's like a caravan game. But you scare up it. And it's like there's no reason to be scared. It's fine. Take it easy. It's not going to destroy Pokemon. It's okay. No, no if anything's exactly. going to make it like better. The, the sales number are saying exactly what they should. This is cool, but it's not for every Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. So. What they're going to do is just look at the sales for this and for the one next year combined and say, yeah, we spent our money well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't think this is going to do poorly. And that, that's the big thing. I think one of the things that makes it most jarring, which I talked about on the topic brief, uh, briefly, is that this is not your this is the first time that there has been a quote unquote mainline Pokemon game that has not been made with everybody in mind yeah and i think that's the most jarring thing that affects everybody and i i agree i mean it is jarring i feel jarred by it and i that's that's the problem and i I understand masuda's interviews where he says oh hey this is let's go this is we just want to introduce you guys to these mechanics and stuff like that and or just have people introduce the franchise yeah because if you put breeding in there that's going to scare a lot of people right that's a big scary thing and mm-hmm. then if you put natures, though, are a good next step, right? We don't have yeah. natures in Pokemon Go, but I feel like that's an easy step to like help people progress into actual Pokemon. And this, this is what this is for. It's not for, re- like, yeah, we can get something out of it. I, but I think that's kind of a secondary purpose of this game. It's not yeah. for somebody like me to get something out of it, but it's for Joe Schmo who went and played. He's raiding Giratina right now. And he really and wants to go. Couples that want to play Pokemon together, but one is very casual, the other one's not. It's just. Great, I think. I think that's an accidental. Bat- I think that's an accidental. Yeah. Uh, addition as well, um, the couple thing because I I think it's not for couples more or less, but it's more for. Um, parents and children. Parents and children. Yeah, I think parents and yeah. children because then you can go. Oh hey, you saw me play Pokemon Go all the time because, I mean. Granted, there are a lot of six-year-olds with iPhones that shouldn't have them, but yeah. uh, there are a lot of them without them, and so they see their parents playing Pokemon Go, or they borrow mom and dad's phone to play Pokemon, right? Yeah. And But now they have something on their own that they can go play Pokemon Go on, and it's Pokemon Go and Kanto. That's what it is. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. That, that is exactly like uh, my siblings have had a few friends over today for a short while, and one of them was like, and look, you can just play Pokemon Go. On your couch. Exactly. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's what it is. But yeah, I, I think that's a good place to stop. If you guys want to send in emails next week, you can do so at PucklePodcast at gmail.com and let us know how your Let's Go experience is going and what you think of the Detective Pikachu trailer. We're going to hold those questions for about two weeks. Um, the next episode is going to be probably recorded either Tuesday or Wednesday this week. So just keep that in mind if you want to get your emails in. 
send those in as soon as humanly possible uh because of the holiday in the united states next weekend we we are pre-recording that show yes i know green tourist badge i'm getting there i'm getting there i I didn't forget i I didn't forget i thought you were diving into your spiel nope i didn't forget yet uh, but green tourist badge um, for your chance to get one of those. I, who do we want to give that to? Um, there are a couple of people. We could either do. Domo I feel like. Or, I feel oh, like I like the. Um, I think Domo already has wolf. it. Wolf, Wolfy Wolf. Let's do it. Wolf. We had a lot of new people write in this week, and I was really happy with that. Let's yeah. give Trainer Wolf. Why. Yeah, there I know. was another one, but there just was no time for all those emails. Just exactly. shout out me, though. You're my guy. Yeah. All right. So Trainer Wolf, you get it. Just ask somebody for it on Discord and they'll give it to you. Uh, they'll give it to you. All right. So that's it. If you want to come and hang out with us, speaking of Discord, you can come to our Discord. The invite link is in the show notes and it's the correct one this time. You can go ahead, click that, and it'll take you to our Discord. And you can come hang out, chat with us throughout the week, sign up for some tournaments, hang out. It'll, it's just going to be a blast. Um, find somebody to help you trade that Kadabra so you can evolve into an Alakazam. And then you can also go ahead and check out our uh, our Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. All of those are in the description. Also at our website, PucklePodcast.com. If you want to help support the show, you could do so by hanging out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. Watch Dushira and myself stream Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Well, I guess just Let's oh, Go yeah. Pikachu because only you and I have Pikachu, so who cares? Um, <laughs> but we're, we're going to be streaming that on Twitch. And you could drop your Amazon Prime sub. Uh, we would really appreciate that. Or you could just give us bits, whatever you want to do there. Though, if you want to get something get something out of it, you can go to our T Public store. They're having a sale for Black Friday starting on uh, Thursday night. You can go over there, get thirty percent off T shirts, hoodies, whatever. We got a bunch of new stuff up there, including all of the shirts with like my face on it, Jushiro's face on it. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, you can check those out. Those are those are pretty cool. I'm a big fan. I might pick some of those up this weekend. They are. Basket is an amazing artist. Yeah. And then, of course, you can always... Uh, I think there's gonna, they're going to be on sale for Cyber Monday as well. So keep that in mind uh, if you want to do that. If you want to support the show a bit more directly, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. Get a bunch of goodies. Uh, speaking of which, our advent calendar is going to start up in December. And our patrons actually get extra stuff if they're there at the $5 tier or higher. So definitely keep that in mind if you want to check out the uh, potential extra stuff for the advent calendar. You could do so by uh, just heading over to patreon.com slash puckle podcast or clicking the link in the, in the show notes. So I think that's everything. Oh, and the YouTube. Check out the YouTube. We're doing battle commentaries. So that is everything. I am Trainer Thatch. I am the Flockiest Whimsicott. Some say I'm Jashiro. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
as always, we here at the Puckle Podcast would like to thank our patrons who make this show possible as well as help us do a lot of the awesome things we do around the community. So I'd like to thank Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, the Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Bod Talk, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Daniel, Treby, Jonathan, Greg, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Walther, Inferno, Alex, and The Real EV. Thank you to all of you. As always, we will be giving out our uh, ho I believe. It's a shiny ho this month, so definitely look out for that. And I believe next weekend we may try to do a live show, though I know we'll all be busy with Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. But maybe we could do a live reaction to that. We'll put more information there. But shiny ho to everybody. Get ready for that. And if you're interested, you can always sign up at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 